Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. <gasps> Yay! It is Friday yet again, and I'm so excited to be back. Last week we took off because we were in the woods with all of our girls for Camp Kizzy. It was our seventh camp, and it was absolutely amazing, transformative. And every year I'm so in awe of just the vulnerability and transparency and the honesty that our girls bring to the table. In studio today, of course, I have Ella Grace. You want to say hi, Ella? You trying to get the mic? Oh, she's going to hit you with a hi one day. And oh, she's saying (laughs) ma. Now she goes, mom, mom. And it just (laughs) makes my day. But I also have in studio Kayla. Hey, hey, hey. Who is not only my god sister and recent Spellman graduate. Mm-hmm. Yay! She is also um, has come through Camp Kizzy. Um, one of my first, she's been there since day one, graduated out, went to Spellman, has come back and has been a counselor for the last um, several years, mm-hmm. and now is on her way to graduate school. Where are you headed, Kayla? I am headed to the University of Michigan. Go blue. Yay, yay. Oh, from blue to blue, from Spelman to Michigan. Right. Who knew? <laughs> but uh, today, I wanted to talk about, um, on July 31st, this past week, it was Black Women's Equal Pay Day. Right. And it's all about just the gender, acknowledging the gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. And, okay, sweet muffin. Let me have this right here. Acknowledging um, the the pay gap, for every dollar a man earns, a black woman makes just 63 cents on that dollar. And women of color have to work on an average of eight months longer to earn the same as their male counterparts do in one year. And that alone, being that as 2017, is absolutely ridiculous. And granted, yes, I know this day has passed, but I feel it's a conversation that we have to take longer than one day. Um, And I wanted to applaud some of the different celebrities from Serena Williams to Gabrielle Union um, to so, so many people, Carrie Washington, who were at the forefront in terms of using social media Mm -hmm. as a platform to bring awareness to this issue. Right. How does that feel as a young African-American woman who is now about to enter the workforce for real. Yeah. You know, how does that make you feel? It's definitely a lot of pressure because we knew going through Spelman, we learn about how we have to work harder. And, you know, Spelman, they train us to be the best of the best. 
and to develop these skills that we need to get to where we need to where we need to go. And this is proof that we definitely need to put in the extra work. But the work that I've been doing through the Spellman, the work that my Spellman sisters have been doing, we we're ready for it. But it's unfortunate that, you know, if I'm doing the same um, line of work as um, a man Mm -hmm. and I have to work harder, it's unfortunate that, you know, I have to put in more work and I have to do a lot more than what they would have to do to make equal pay or make more money. Mm -hmm. It's very unfortunate. And, you know, we should be in, in, in the times where we don't have to do that. Right. So like, what so what do you feel like we can do because I feel like we'll have these campaigns where we'll bring bring awareness or we'll talk about oh this is happening. Mm-hmm. But my question always is how do we continue to follow up and continuing to fight? Like what are some ideas that you have in terms of like you I mean you don't have to you can think about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like what's next? Yeah. You know? Mhm. I think it's definitely, like you said, it's going to definitely take longer than a day. Mm-hmm. And it requires more than one voice. And it requires more than just black women finding right. an issue with it. Yes. Because this is something that affects everyone and it affects the family. And I don't mm-hmm. think people realize that, the trickle-down effect. Right. Um, it's less time you have to spend with your family when you have to work harder and longer hours. Mm-hmm. Um, one person who was really vocal about it this year was Serena Williams. And she is the, you know, of course, the highest paid female athlete in the world, but still um, way behind her male counterparts. Other and she, she, yeah, for other male athletes. And mm-hmm. she admits to experiencing racism and unequal pay treatment with regards to pay in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you read the article on that. I think, I believe it was on like CNN.com. What did you learn from that article? I learned that there is no... Even women who are, who are, who are athletes, you know, um, women who are very popular and famous and well known, like Serena Williams, they're still facing these issues that women who are in the working force and women who are, you know, working the nine to fives, um, she faces these issues too. So it's not just a low income or middle income problem; it's a it's op- everybody. Yeah, problem. it's an everybody problem. And it was surprising to learn that, um, even though Serena Williams is the highest paid, she is she was like fifty one on the list of highest paid athletes or something like that, um, because there were a lot of male athletes that were ahead of her um, within that that pay grade. And it was very surprising. I know. I was reading something about the movie. I think it was La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly the actresses. I think it was Emma Stone who plays in it. Mm-hmm. She was saying that because even in the entertainment business, your pay is is <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're telling them your pay. It's by quotes. Mm-hmm. So her in that movie, her male co-star took a pay cut in order to enable her to. Make get more. closer to the amount that she was deserving being the lead yeah. in that movie because it's based on quotes. So basically, if you if no one pays you more, you can't be worth more. Mm-hmm. And that's silly. And then you can have clauses and contracts where say no one can get paid more or you know there are things you can do, but ultimately his quote even though he wasn't the lead was higher than hers. Yeah. And to stand in solidarity with her, he took a pay cut in order for her to be able to increase her quote. 
I thought that was amazing because a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And I feel overall in our world, we have to be willing to sacrifice for the greater good and to help other people. Because if you're only worried about you, you know, it's nothing is going to change. Yeah, and that's the action. Those are the kind of actions that need to be made on a grander scale, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to address issues like the equal pay gap. Yeah. So, ladies, damn it, keep fighting and keep being very, very clear about your worth. Mm-hmm. And I think as women also part of it, yes, yes, I think as part of it, because women are used to doing so much and giving so much, we don't realize how much we do that we don't necessarily get paid for. Right. Because it's almost ingrained. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I am in terms of when something needs to be done, you you just do it. Regardless if it's, yeah, yeah. You said that? Say, Mommy. Say, Mommy does whatever I need her to do for me, doesn't she? (laughs) Say, yes. She's over here having a good time. Always. Always. Isn't she so smiling? Always having a good time. (laughs) Ella, you live the life, boo. All I know is Mommy's fighting hard to make sure that when you get to be Mommy's age, that this is not something you have to worry about. Sound like a plan? It better not be because... We really need to keep rolling with the times, you know. Absolutely. And, I mean, even think about it. Like, even our first lady experienced so much. Our former first lady. I know she's not our first lady anymore, but she'll always be the first lady. Yes. She'll always be our first lady. Michelle Obama. (laughs) Um, All of the just racism and hatred that she received in the role as first lady. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a sad reminder to the times that we still live in. Absolutely. Yes. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yes. And what else would you like to say, Ella? (laughs) Okay. Anything else? Let's not put your slobber on the microphone. All right. Well, Ella has added her two cents in. Bless you. So what else is going on? What else is going on with, like, current events and... In the world, my little Spellman sister. Well, aside from, I get, like, news sent to my phone. Uh I try to, you know, get all into the political nest of everything, especially since our recent, um, you know, presidential, you know. Election. The election. Which word do you want to use? Can we talk about how he keeps firing people? Like, this is not the apprentice Donald Trump. Like, I feel like he's walking through the White House like, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. And I'm just like, who does this? And they keep talking about how his um, acceptance poll is going down and how it's going up and how it's going down. It's just a lot. Everything I get sent to my phone in the news, it has to do with him. And it's unfortunate. I'm like, why do I keep getting, uh, you know, information about this debauchery? Because it keeps happening, unfortunately. Like, I don't know a better it's way something to, new to every say day. it. Okay, I'm trying to pull up this one. Um, of course, you know, the repeal of Obamacare, as they call it, or the, the, biggest the, the Affordable Health Care Act, that did not go through. And there was a whole lot in terms of uh, Senator McCain uh, switching sides on him. But <laughs> I feel like there's something to be said to, and I mean, not to in any way cast light on him having the brain tumor but when you are faced with the finality of life I think there's something to be said to doing the right thing 
and for your conscious being in a space where it's just different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What's your take on that? Okay, Alibu, you want to go with Grandma? I think that it's just absurd. It needs to stop. I'm tired of reading about it. Oh, wait, hold on. I think it's booby snack time. (laughs) James is like, let me turn over here. (laughs) Let me, I'll just turn this way. We'll just have a little booby snack. I think it's, it. Okay, I'm getting distracted. But I'm whipping my big big old booby out. Can we just talk? I know this is so off topic. My boobs are huge. Don't forget about those swimsuit tops. Yes, I have to go get new swimsuit tops because not one of mine fits because my boobies are ginormous. But that's a whole nother story for There's no day. way you can make it work. You know. No, there's no way. <laughs> they would end up being triangles. It's, it, it won't even be a triangle. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Is it like an underboob situation? It's the whole boob. It's the just whole thing. the whole thing. Mom, peanut gallery is so like you're end up having like over. have a little just, Kim. Yeah, I'll be you looking know. like little Kim. <laughs> and I'm somebody's mama. And that's not what we're going for. Look, women's liberation. Right. I'll be, yeah, I was about to say something, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I'm sorry as we digress. But the well, things just... that as a mom you have to think about in this world, not only the political side of things, but also putting your boobies in a swimsuit. Breastfeeding in public. That's a political issue going it, on. You too. know what? It is. And I think it's funny because at this point, I don't think about it. I, I just, like you know, I'm feeding my child. Yeah. So I'm going to whip this booby out. And she doesn't like to be covered. I'm like, Ella, must everyone see mommy's boobies? Mm-hmm. Does the world need to see mommy's boobies? And apparently she's like, yes. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry right now. I just feel like the world is worried about things that they shouldn't be worried about. Like there are a thousand other things that we need to be focused on right now. And that's not breastfeeding in public. What else is it? They're my boobies. Just every little thing we're worried about. We need to be worried about, you know, more global things. Like what? What are some of the global things you feel we need to be worried about? Homelessness, hunger. Agreed. War. Our president. Yeah, because apparently... <laughs> Russia. Right, I was about to say, speaking of our president in war in Russia, he just, signed in, he just signed into um, s- some new legislation, sl- legislation um, for sanctions against Russia. This whole Russia thing is just too much. It's like everyone knows what's going on. We know what's going on. What's going on? Between... Uh, Oh, you the feel like now it's Russia? like a cover-up? Like yes, it's definitely a cover-up. Now he's trying to put sanctions in because of everything else that's gone on? Donald Trump has, he has, there's obviously a connection between Donald Trump and Russia. Mm-hmm. They have information on him. They're doing, they're doing some kind of business or whatever, and he's trying to protect them, which is why he mm-hmm. had to fire FBI director. Absolutely. Something's going on. I don't know what it is, but I know something is not quite right. There's no way that, you know, government doesn't see what's going on. They see it. And it's just, it's all a big cover up. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to protect himself. And from. his family. Mm-hmm. Well, or maybe he, just himself. You think just himself, not his family too? Because apparently his son-in-law's in it, his son, the whole family is all tied up in it. They're all probably involved too. Mm. 
unfortunately. Well, you know what? Let's continue this conversation. We've talked about Russia. We've talked about um, the equal pay for women. We're just going to continue on this role and talk about what's going on in it's not even pop culture. It's just our world. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned right here, Candidly Keisha. We will be back shortly. And Ella's going to finish her booby snack. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Okay, we are back here at Candidly Keisha. And we, you ready, Kayla? You ready? Yeah. You ready? You ready? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just silly all the time. But this one really cool article that um, is on CNN.com, uh, it's by Roxanne Jones, and it's entitled, When Racism Cuts, Michelle Obama Helps Us Heal. Um, I'm just going to read a few excerpts from this article. Um and it starts that three weeks ago, my house was pelted with watermelon rinds. No, no other garbage, just watermelons. As soon as I heard the noise, I ran outside. When I saw the mess, I was enraged. I wanted to confront the culprit. My anger was caused by something much deeper than watermelons. You see, growing up in the United States, I've been culturally conditioned to see the world through the suffocating prism of race. And it's not just me. It is the basic instinct for Americans of every race. No matter how much we say everyone is equal, our government policies, our history, and our daily social interactions portray this lie. Without a second thought, I freeze with terror when I see a police officer in any country or wake up in a panic when I know that my son is driving home late. It often feels like there's no escape from this nightmare. So when I saw the watermelon slices scattered all over my patio, I took it as a form of racist intimidation. The problem was I wasn't in the United States. I was in Costa Rica, where watermelon is just a delicious fruit enjoyed by all. There's no racist stigma attached. No lingering racist reconstruction error cultural stereotypes about lazy blacks and watermelon. Calm down and breathe is what I told myself as I cleaned up those watermelon rinds. It's nothing, but generations of toxic cultural indoctrination do not die easily. And even now, weeks later, I'm still trying to get over it and my suspicions about some of my expat neighbors, many of whom, like me, are from the United States and travel around the world towing their own (coughs) racial baggage as white Americans. This is what racism does to you. It scars you and dehumanizes us all. It makes us mistreat one another. And if you don't fight it every day, hate will defeat you. And this is exactly why why a trailblazing, and this is exactly why a trailblazing woman like Michelle Obama is so inspiring. As the nation's first black first lady, Michelle was the object of equal parts adulation and scorn for eight years. She still is. Recently, she spoke at a women's empowerment conference in Colorado. She told the crowd that the racism she faced as First Lady was extremely painful, specifically one incident where a woman called her an ape in heels. That remark cut as it was intended, she said. But Michelle urges us to acknowledge our pain, work to heal our wounds, and hold on to our power at the same time. Women, 
We endure those cuts in so many ways that we don't even notice where we're cut, she said. We are living with small, tiny cuts, and we are bleeding every single day, and we are still getting up. She knows the path is not easy. The, the moment the Obama stepped into the the moment the Obamas stepped onto the national stage, it was apparent that America just couldn't resist the ugly racial jabs, whether done in jest or with malice. And it's not just Twitter crazed private citizens who attacked. So I'm gonna, also, I'm just gonna pick back up um, toward the end of the article that Roxanne um, Jones wrote. She said, "I need." I need look no further than my own family over the past three generations. Black women and men stood strong because they were never allowed to be weak. I've watched my relatives sacrifice their mental and physical health, internalizing their pain day after day. Those sacrifices cannot be in vain, but it's time we found a better way to manage our pain. We can practice self-care and still fight passionately for the full equality that has forever evaded us. Michelle's ability to continuously rise above hate, to speak with love and compassion for all people is her true power. It's not her Harvard degree. It her it's not her Harvard degree, her title or her husband. She has found a way to acknowledge her pain without sacrificing her dignity or robbing others of their own. She inspires me to join her on this journey. Mm-hmm. Very much like Michelle uh, Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Hi, hi, hi. And I may be getting that incorrectly, but you get the gist of exactly what we're talking about. So I guess for me, moving forward, the biggest thing you can do is not to, is to at every opportunity that you can, um, ensure that you are being the voice mm-hmm. of those who are unheard. Right. And as a woman and it's not just as a woman, but even our male counterparts to continue to speak up and not just speak, but actually do. Because actions are so, so very important. When you have the opportunity to support someone, it doesn't matter if it's your plight. If you know it's right, you speak up. Right. And you show up. And if it's wrong, you speak up too. Exactly. Because honestly, and, and I don't, a lot of times I feel like people don't really recognize that silence, when you are silent, you are as much a part of the problem as the people who are creating the problem because you have the opportunity to to stand on the side of righteousness, but you've right. chosen not to. Yeah. Another interesting topic that's been going on is this whole, you know, Donald Trump, he's just been on a roll. How do you feel about the trans <sighs> ban on trans people in the military? Like I said, that's another issue that another, well, not a problem, but an issue that we're worried about and putting so much focus on as opposed to what we really need to put focus on. Like out of everything that has happened that's going on, we come up, he comes up with this. Like where did this come from? I was joking. I was like, you know how many people who are not trans going to become trans so they don't have to go fight in the military? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not putting any sort of like hardness. You know, I'm not meaning it in any kind of way, but I was joking. I said, they're going to be some men in skirts who don't want to go to go to war because Donald Trump created all types of wars between the over in North Korea to right. Russia. You're going to have all types of people deciding to be trans. <laughs> and I'm not mad at them all the way. I think that's funny. It's absolutely absurd. And they said that it was because um, 
Was it like financial? I didn't a financial know. burden? Honestly, I didn't even read the whole article. I just, there have been so many every day, like you, I'm bombarded. So I just shake my head at this point. I'm just like, here he goes again. This is what, <laughs> here he goes again. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have a point of reference. You know, my dad was a Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, I should ask James. No, I shouldn't ask James Pulling what he thinks about this. My daddy is hilarious and off the chain. But I don't have the perspective of really what it is to serve. And mm-hmm. you and I get it. You know, you have to be able to rely and have that camaraderie and all that with who you serve. But I just I don't know that I see how your just how your sexual orientation shouldn't play a part. I don't know how being transgender should play a part as well. It's like where if did that they get sense. that from? Because if you're whoever you are, if you're trying to serve in the military, I'm thankful for you because I know right. I'm I'm not built for that. Do it. I'm not built to go run around with the gun in the. <laughs> I'm just not that person. So. I don't whoever you are, if you want to do it, I am appreciative of you for fighting for, you know, our rights and our freedom and our safety throughout the world. And I may not have a, that may not be a popular opinion, but I say, hey, if you want to do it, I'm grateful for you. Right. Especially if it's if it's with Russia and North Korea and their everything on social media, you know, going about um, bombs mm-hmm. and how they approve bombs being sent over and missiles and things. Yeah, nobody wants to deal with it. Nobody, but let's, um, and with, you know, just talking about women and equal pay and, you know, all of the different things in terms of race and all of that that are going on, I definitely want to end on a high note uh, because it's easy to get sucked into all of this political stuff going on and, you know, equal pay and what have you, but I'm so, so very excited for the next generation. Coming Mm -hmm. off of Camp Kizzy and seeing all these amazing little girls, it was such a great, great time. Um, I, every year with Camp Kizzy, I do something different and it's all about giving the girls different exposure. And it was funny because every other year it's been more in the city of Atlanta. It's definitely, excuse me, been in the city of Atlanta. So to see their reaction to coming to the woods was classic. They were like, y'all gotta, I don't know what to expect. You have us out in these woods. And the funny thing is, we, we were in the woods, but it was like nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at people like, are you serious? I did not put your kids out in tents in the middle of the forest. They what, had air the conditioning. No, a lot of people were just like, oh, my God, I didn't know what to expect because we were out in the woods. But I'm grateful that I was able to give them. That's where we started out. A different experience, <laughs> you know. And there's in the transformation that we see in these little girls is so very, very amazing. This year in continuing the theme of like, you know, womanhood and just celebrating who you are. This year, one of the main activities I had them do was an activity called Her Story. We Mm -hmm. say history all the time, but each girl I gave the opportunity to write her narrative, her Mm -hmm. story of who she is. And I'm so grateful that I did that instead of doing a book the way we traditionally do, where they're able to read someone else's story. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, um, you know, a lot of the girls had a lot of trouble with it at first. Yeah. They were like, well, I don't know what to write and, did it, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know where to start and <laughs> the whole thing. And I just had to continue to remind them that we live in a society where everyone else 
places labels on you. Everyone else tells your story for you. They give their commentary of what beauty is, um, of what your worth is, of your value and all of these things. And this is your opportunity to tell the world firsthand, this is who I am, and to Mm -hmm. celebrate your individuality. And I'm so happy with all of the different stories that came out as a result of doing this project and then also having them share. Because I feel like so many girls, and I've said this before on the show, that everyone wants to share their highlight reel, but isn't as open to share the experiences that have brought them to who they are. Mm -hmm. And our girls really dug deep and were really, really transparent with a lot of things going on in their lives. And I'm so grateful that they felt safe enough to share those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was amazing to see them come together and realize how many had so many similar situations, similar struggles, similar triumphs, triumphs, and seeing how in that room the energy shifted and the support and the love was just – I couldn't even measure it. It was amazing. Especially, we do things like that at Spellman, mm-hmm. and I feel like the uh, the her story showing the the her story um uh the day of the her story thing we had uh-huh. that should be like a first day thing. Like we mm-hmm. should do that from day one, and mm-hmm. then from then on. You're saying at Camp Kizzy we should, yeah, okay, yeah, because in Well we had. They put us all in a room. They put all 30 of us in this, like, small room, and we all went around. Oh, this is around. what you did at Spellman? Yeah. Okay. So it was similar to the Her Story um, thing that you had, and they okay. should do that the first day because then that builds the, that, that starts the foundation for the rest of the camp. So it would be less, you know, it wouldn't eliminate it, but it would be, you know, less bullying, and g- the girls understand where everyone's coming from. They know that, okay, well, she's kind of going through the same thing that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And Do you know you the know, reason why I didn't do it? I introduced it the first day but gave them time to work on it mm-hmm. because sometimes you kind of need to get comfortable yeah, in order to let— with younger girls. Yeah, yeah, in order to let your guard completely down. So I don't know that had we done it on the very first day, if people would have been as open and yeah. as willing to share as they were. Mm-hmm. And as honest, mm-hmm. that's the biggest key to it, Yeah, to be honest. And I'm excited because these little girls coming up, they are so fearless mm-hmm. and they are so just, they, they're just so fearless. I don't know a better way to say it. They are yeah. so incredibly fearless. And I know that they are all going to do so many incredible things despite whatever the struggles are that they've gone through. Mm-hmm. And um, I know normally we're going to pick up our Fearless segment next week, but every Friday we have our Fearless Friday segment where we speak to a woman entrepreneur or you know just women who are doing great things. And I guess the good thing is this week I have my Fearless Friday and you're my Fearless Friday lady. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I know we're so sappy, but we were... Um, Earlier today, we were having breakfast, and I recognized, I said, you know what, Kayla, I don't know if I've told you how proud I am enough, but I'm so incredibly proud of you, and all that you have accomplished graduating from Spelman, I've known you your whole life, Mm -hmm. and continuing um, on this just path of greatness, and affecting change, and 
and I'm just proud of you. I don't know a better way to say it. I can't Thank wait you. to see all of the great things that you will continue to do. Um, and just celebrating your individuality as a woman mm-hmm. because we don't do enough of that. Right. And that was something else that was a big theme at Camp Kizzy this year was about the celebration of the individual. Yeah. And I had a lot of women entrepreneurs who came and presented from, you know, and I happen, I'm just grateful. A lot of them are my like really great girlfriends, yeah. but and shared their tricks of the trade and shared um, even their proprietary like secrets in terms of clothing design mm-hmm. and clothes that they had made, teaching them how to make different things, how to make body scrub, yeah. you know, how to design. So I was really excited um, to touch on different things that the girls found of interest yeah. to also help inspire them to follow their dreams mm-hmm. and their passions. Yeah, and how to do that. And how to do it. So that was really good. Yeah. Uh, anything liked it. do you have anything in closing? Anything that you like to offer, whether it's a words of wisdom, whether it's just a lesson that you've learned that mm-hmm. you'd like to share? Is there anything you'd like to share before we close out this candidly Keisha? I'll give some words of wisdom, you know, my twenty one years of wisdom that I've acquired. <laughs> In essence of Black Women's Equal Pay Day, that was July 31st, I would just want to say that we have to continue fighting and get everyone else, even non-women, non-black women involved in the fight for equal pay because it does require everyone's input, everyone's voice, and everyone's action. And not forget to always pay it forward. Always, always. Oh, Kayla, I'm so proud. <laughs> I feel like she's my child, but she's yeah, not. Especially with Pay It Forward. Yes. saying organic, organically. Yes. And authentic. Authentic, Authentic. Yes. Authenticity <laughs> is so incredibly key and also paying it forward. When you come from a mindset of paying it forward and helping others, it's, it's innate to treat people equally and fairly. Mm-hmm. So... I just hope that we continue. And I know with Ella, that's something that I'm instilling in her since she was in my belly Mm -hmm. Um, and making sure that I continue to be that example for her. Mm -hmm. Because so often it's easy to say, do what I say and not what I do. But what I know and what I've learned is children, they learn from your actions. It's not what you say. It's the example that you set for them. And it's the model that you give them to model themselves after. Yep, from so, the beginning. From the beginning. So it's been an amazing Candidly Keisha today. And there, and I'm just so excited for the future. And the biggest thing is acknowledging we have a problem. Because mm-hmm. so often people don't. And that's the first step in moving forward to change. That's the first step in correcting is acknowledging that there is a pay disparity and that we need to do something about it. So I'm so proud to be a woman, so proud to be a black woman, and so excited for everything that the future has for us. So Absolutely. this is Candidly Keisha, and we will be right back next Friday with more. We're going to pick up our Fearless Friday segment. Remember, uh, the Fearless Conference is coming in November, uh, please go to at Arian Simone on Instagram and you can get all of the information on how you can be a part of the Fearless Conference. 
This is Candid Lakeisha, and have an amazing, amazing weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.